Ladranta. Capers. Ladranta. Plush bathrobes and roomy slippers. Ladranta. Capers. A round of golf. Ladranta. A dolphin encounter. Ladranta. Deer hunting. Ladranta. Shooting fish in a barrel. Ladranta. All located here at Arlen's Luxury Spa and Resort. Ladranta. All dolphin encounters require signed liability waivers. Ladranta. <laughs> I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but yeah, I Rusty is now uh, the official mascot of Frosted Flakes. Yeah. Um, so I got a question for you. Okay. Um, this episode, season three, episode 16, and by the way, people can probably hear me chewing, and they can also hear this. Uh, oh, Rusty yeah. brought us uh, Bobby Hill fruit pies in today, and so I've been taking a bite here and there. Um, so season three, episode 16, uh, this one is t- entitled John Vitti. I guess I'm saying that right. Presents return to La Grunta or Grunta. Sorry. Um, now we remember La Grunta as the one where they went hunting inside the, um, the fences, right? Where, uh, he took Bobby to hunt and then they couldn't quite kill the thing. It's the one where Bobby saw visions of the deer jumping over him and him, uh, taking care of his dad and carrying him around and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I've looked up John Vitti, Vitti, and uh, I see that he's a writer, and he wrote I don't know five or six episodes of King of the Hill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, he also uh, yeah he's also known for the critic, mm-hmm. and he also wrote on The Office as well. Hmm. And that's great, but why is this episode entitled John Vitti <clears throat> Presents? Well, I'm not really sure, but I do. I, I can't. I can't tie him up and give him a little more importance in, yeah. the, in the world of uh, comedy. Uh, he was president of the Harvard Lampoon. Oh, uh, Mike Reese. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard yeah. of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also very close with Conan O'Brien as well. So okay. he was one of Conan O'Brien's buddies while okay. at Harvard. And uh, he did The Simpsons. Also had a brief stint. At I saw Night that he Live. did a lot of stuff on The Simpsons. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, you know, he's been he's done a little bit. Maybe he won a bet in the writers' room. Mm. You know, mm, I got a mouthful of pie. Um, I was kind of thinking that, right? Like, 
It's got to be an inside joke, right? It has to be inside baseball type stuff. I mean, what do you think? Maybe. Why else? I mean, it's not like John Vitti had a series no, after this or no anything. John Vitti presents. All right, Mason, flag this. I made a mistake and I took a big bite. I'm sorry, Bye. Mike. No, that that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, we live with our mistakes. Yep. Okay. So let's get this sucker started. Um, by the way, if anybody out there has has um, uh, the answer to John Vitti um, presents return to La Grunta, please let us know. Where can they let us know? Sorry, I was eating an apple pie. He was pie. taking a big bite. Yeah. Uh, so you can find <laughs> us on our... He had the pie in his yeah, mouth and then to took it out bite. as he was answering. So you can find us on uh, our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H or B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H on most all social medias if you just want to go to a direct social media. There you but, go. Uh, you can find us there. Uh I believe we have one on Mastodon now. Yes, we have one on Mastodon now. <laughs> I'm whatever, not sure that anybody's checking it. Whatever Mastodon one. is, yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> and also, we're still needing more people to hit us up on the stickers and stuff like that so we can get those Sticker passed out to y'all. So uh, if anybody's hearing this and you are new to the show or you've been listening to the show for a long time and you haven't uh, DM'd me yet, DM mm-hmm. me on any of our social media accounts. Uh, I think for the giveaway, we only have given away four so far, so we need six something more people. That, something that people don't realize. Or three. We need seven more people. These stickers, uh, they will stick to virtually anything. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. for Guaranteed to stick uh, to virtually anything. The time length is not guaranteed, <laughs> so but I uh, will guarantee that it will stick to something. <laughs> so much pie in his mouth. All right. So uh, as we start this, uh, I want to remind us that uh, there is no bell, no yell. Uh, we start with Hank, Bobby, Peggy, all watching TV in the living room. Uh, and, uh, we hear a horn honk outside, like somebody's there for a ride. Uh, Luann comes running in. She goes, Oh, that's my ride. Uncle Hank, can I borrow 2250? Such a specific amount. 2250. Very specific. So she breaks it down. I need $8 for the movie, 250 for popcorn, 250 for popcorn. Just imagine a time when popcorn was only 250. Yes, I wasn't alive at that time. Well, uh, yes, I, I, I think it's two fifty if you go buy a box of it. I think right now it's two fifty if you get six kernels. That's that's all you get. You yeah. get six kernels and they're not, they're not guaranteed to be popped. One egg, twenty two fifty. Hey man, the egg thing I think is all an illusion. By the way, because Walmart is still selling eggs for two bucks a dozen. So you tell me why eggs are seven dollars at H E B. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the supplier is not the right. way the chicken was raised. Maybe, maybe the chickens were raised in the Walmart way. <laughs> I'm not sure, Peta. How much are Target? That. How much are Target chicken eggs? If H B eggs know. are high, the if you're buying Target your groceries at Target, you deserve however much they charge you. Hey, I was at Target yesterday, and it's only because my parents live in a nursing home back behind Target here in town, and uh, so we always, uh, when we go to visit them, we we stop by Target because Target is kind of fun to just walk around in, you know. But it is higher priced. You're right, especially yeah. for groceries and stuff. But uh, they have a lot of um, the problem with Target is, and it's kind of the same thing with Walmart with some stuff. They don't have their own brands for everything, you know. At least when you go to H E B, Howardy Butts. Yeah, if, um, you, uh, if you go to Amazon too, Amazon's got yeah. their. They have tons short of, wait, I'm tons sure Target yeah. has their Car own parts. brands. Or they do. They they exclusively sell. Brands that exclusively sell from Target. Sure, sure. I can't sure. think of it on my head. But they they do, but I don't think you're buying, uh, what is it, Great Lens? 
I think it's Greatlands is the is their brand or something like that. I'm not Great sure. something. But I don't think you're buying Greatlands, um, you know, cream of wheat or whatever, right? That's that's what I'm saying. Those kind of yeah, things right. all come in like like you know real brands or whatever, and so they're always more expensive. It's hard to get my Target chips. Um, so anyway, uh, we bought a uh, baby crib. And uh, my wife a new purse, so it was a hell of a shopping trip for me. Oh wow! Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, okay, so uh, the bank again. She so <laughs> so so mesmerizing. Yeah, it's good stuff. Tell me more. Yeah, these kids they they want to hear all about it. Uh, so she breaks down why she needs the exact monetary amount of twenty two fifty. I need eight dollars for the movie, two fifty for popcorn, and ten dollars for dinner. Again, ten dollars for dinner, still a good deal. And I want to play the claw machine. I would give up the popcorn to play the claw machine. Which okay. I think is a fair trade on her part, honestly. You know, I mean, if you're going to give up popcorn for two fifty to play the claw machine, I'm, I'm assuming the claw machine is still a quarter at this point or 50 cents, most, you know. Now they're all a, a buck. Uh, Hank says, you know, Luann, it'd be a, gr- a lot less irritating to give you a round number every now and then than hearing about every little thing you want to buy. So Luann says, well, can I have $300? <laughs> I mean, that's quite an escalation. He goes, uh, look, here's $60. Now, I lived on a month for $60, thanks to, and then you hear Luann, hey, guys, I got 60 bucks. And she runs out to the car. Hank is talking to Peggy or kind of talking to the room, but he says, uh, you know, by letting Luann live like this, we send out the message that it's okay. Maybe that's what's wrong with Bobby. Maybe. And then there's like this, <clears throat> this serious pause where they both just look at Bobby slouching on the couch. And on the TV, we hear, now I can bite an apple with confidence. And that's, <laughs> that's it. it's just a commercial for fix a dent. You know, that's the thing. Parents know their kids are fucked up. I mean, they do. Oh yeah, yeah. You just kids are you love them anyway. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. doesn't mean that everybody has to love your kids, but <laughs> but yeah, you love yours. You know. For sure. Uh, okay, so we are uh, at, and maybe you can help me here. We're at the local hardware store. I don't remember the name of this hardware store. Do you remember the guy's name at the hardware store? Oh. Uh, no, I don't remember yeah, his see, name I don't remember it either. But we're at the hardware store with two customers, the guy behind the counter and Hank. And uh, customer number one is saying, my Betsy left her job at La Grunta Hotel. She could put in a good word for Luann. Hank, uh, uh, you know, he likes the sound of this. He goes, oh, what's the job? He goes, golf course drink girl. The other customer says, I went to La Grunta once. It cost $8 just to park there. <laughs> and then you hear the guy behind the counter uh, the man who assumingly owns the store says, uh, you could get 200 washers for that. Customer number two says, 400 at the Megalo Mart. And then the guy behind the counter is like, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I mean, he yeah. gets pissed. Hank says, uh, now calm down, guys. This is why I shop here. It may cost more, but it's worth it. He hands the guy a uh, bolt and a nut, a single bolt, a single nut. And, and the guy goes, eight cents. Everybody looks at him, and again, there's that pause, that, yeah, pregnant, that, that, pause. that pregnant pause. He goes, I got a family. <laughs> I got that, a family. I don't think that eight cents is going to mean anything. Uh, next thing we see is Luann is sitting out on the curb uh, with a big box full of stuff. She's got a sign on it and says, sale, uh, need money for food. I mean, she's gotten pretty extreme just real, real quick. Oh, yeah, that she has a, <laughs> a, a, a football phone in her hand. <laughs> yeah, so Hank, Hank comes up and says, Luann, that's my helmet phone. Uh, uh, Artie gave us a little tidbit about the phone here. So it says that uh, the Dallas Cowboys helmet phone, 
Uh, oh, you have it there too. <laughs> yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So the helmet phone was invented in 1982 by Bernie Paul, oh. who was a service manager for Sharp Electronics. Very nice. Uh, at first, the NFL was against them mm-hmm. until Paul Bear now, Bryant was this, was got this, involved and their view changed. Well, was this the helmet phone or the football phone? This is the helmet phone. Because there were two different ones. This is the helmet phone. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, according according cool. to Artie, yeah, the helmet great. phone. He said, uh, in the 1982 NFL draft, the two previous Super Bowl teams had them on national TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1983, all teams had a helmet phone on their desk on national TV. The helmet phone used to, to draft Troy Aitman fetched $3,000 at auction. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt that. Yep. And in 2000, the NFL auctioned off all 382 official NFL helmet phones in their possession. With new technology, the landline helmet phone went out of production. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But I would think they could put a cell phone in a helmet phone, and I think it'd still be kind of cool. Uh, well, that's the thing is, is now with the new technologies and stuff that we have today, you can uh, buy a dongle or a device that you plug your old phone up to that allows you to Bluetooth your actual phone to a house phone or landline yeah. phone, if you will. So if the landline phone rings, it actually, when you pick it up, it'll answer your answers. Your we need phone. to uh, make sure that we give some sort of warning before we say words like dongle. Dongle, you know, I mean, yeah. this is a, a partially family <laughs> dingle, show. Dingle, dingle, dingle. So here's what I had. Uh, I've got a picture of the uh, Cowboys helmet phone. Uh, it says uh, the phone became highly visible during the 1990 holiday season. Now, that's not when it first came out. Obviously, it yeah, came yeah, out yeah, in 82. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it says the holiday season promising viewers uh, the mini infomercial that a one-year $55 subscription to Sports Illustrated would earn them the con- uh, conversation piece. Uh, anecdotal evidence reports less than favorable experiences with the gift, however. Uh, its bulbous shape made it uncomfortable to hold and tossing it around. Use of, oh, wait, this is the football phone. Oh, never mind. I got the wrong information. I'm stupid. Um, no, it's still, like, relevant to... Yeah, this is this is when Sports Illustrated got the football phone. Yeah. No, he beat me. He had, he got, he had much better information. Okay. Okay, good. Good <coughs> job, Artie. Thank you. Uh, you saved my ass on that one. Sorry, dongle. Uh, so uh, one, Mike, negative five. <laughs> that's right, negative five. Especially just today, it's negative five. Uh, so we get uh, Luann saying, "I'm sorry, but I just can't starve to death." As convenient as that would be for you, she is just so. Uh, but it's funny that she, in, in her mind, she wants money, mm. so she's inside grabbing things that don't belong to her to sell to yeah. make money. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> she goes, and you won't give me any more money because I spent everything you gave me last night. That's it's not a reason, but all right. That's not a reason at all. Uh, Hank says, but, well, you know what? doesn't matter because I found an exciting opportunity for you. Uh, How would you like to be a golf course drink girl? And, again, with the pregnant pause, she just looks at him like yeah, she has like, no idea what those like words just mean. just hit her in the face. Yeah. Uh, he says, you'd have your own money. She goes, oh, my own money? Nobody making me beg for every little penny like a dog? Like he ever did that. Nobody made her beg. You choose. You, <laughs> that's, that's the path you chose. Hank says, yep, you'd show me, all right. She goes, ooh, golf course drink girl. Hey, why not me? He goes, that a girl. I'll be my own boss. Uh, no, you'll still have a boss, but the tips are all under the table. She just giggles like she does and uh, gives Hank a big old hug. Uh, we're now at the La Grunta Inn and Resort, and uh, we are with, uh, I'm assuming, the old lady who runs the caddy shack there, uh, and she is uh, giving Luann the what for. She says, uh, the golfers are cheap. They think because I'm a woman, I'm supposed to be Miss Mary, Mary Sunshine. Sunshine. Well, the hell with that. Uh, Luann says, I had no idea you were a woman. 
<laughs> Which is a great yeah, joke. That's a good joke. That's rough. But yeah, goes, just take one. these damn drinks out to seven. As long as you can do basic math, you'll be fine. Uh, and then Luann looks very worried because I don't think she can do basic math. Potentially. Yeah. We are at uh, hole number seven. There are three guys there. Uh, seem like uh, frat bro kind of guys or uh, uh, investment bankers or something like that, right? Yeah, a couple of bro diddlies. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Luann comes driving up with the drinks in her, uh, her little cart. She says, excuse me, did you order these drinks? Uh, the main golfer says, yeah, but maybe I've had enough. You look better than you did 15 minutes ago, <laughs> which I'm assuming was the old lady that came out. Luann says, I had to, uh, had him check my math. So I know it's right. Uh, he says, here you go. And it hands her a big old wad of cash. Like it's, it looks like drug money, honestly. You know, the way it's yeah, all it's wound all up. Wi- yeah. Yeah. Rubber banded. <laughs> She goes, okay, I can do this, thinking she's going to have to do math. Uh, the guy says, hey, it's all yours as long as you don't let the sea hag bring her drinks anymore, which, I mean, that's fine, you know, funny or whatever, but uh, we it gets worse. It gets worse. Uh, we're now in the Hill Kitchen with Bobby and Peggy, and uh, Luann is saying, uh, and we can eat what's left over from the buffet, and we get to use the kids' pool until 7 a.m. Oh, until wow. 7 a.m. <laughs> Just the kids' pool until 7 a.m. Uh, Peggy says, well, how do I get a job like that, huh? She goes, oh, Aunt Peggy, I don't know. The other drink girl is a woman of your age, and the golfers don't like her. <laughs> Bobby says, I could be a dr- golf course drink girl, and he carries over two grape soda cans. Yeah, he's, he's uh, goofy. He goes into his falsetto voice, and he says, is there anything else I can get you, gentlemen? <laughs> Peggy says, Bobby, don't let your father see you do that, honey. <laughs> Luann says. Yeah, I don't think Hank would uh, appreciate oh, that one. no, he would not like that. He'd probably get mad at uh He'd get mad at somebody. Everybody in the He'd get mad at the involved. universe. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Luann says, I have to thank Uncle Hank. She's just so excited about this job, you know, because oh, she's yeah, earning yeah. money. She's, she's doing she's a ready thing. To get bank, so, yeah. I mean, she's good for her. her money. Uh, well, she's tired of selling other people's belongings. I mean, that, that, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough job. That's risky. Yeah. It's and a people, very risky people job. People run too. out of stuff. Uh, so she says, what is the best possible present I could, po- I could possibly get him? Because she's wanting to get Hank something to thank him for getting her this job and being so nice. Peggy says, well, I always get him pants. I got him socks one year. Mm-mm, never again. I I, I want to hear that story. I want to hear what happened when she gave him socks. Oh. You know? I mean, because yeah, I would think Hank would appreciate socks. Yeah, I would think he would appreciate socks, socks too. pants, white T-shirts. Any of it, unless yeah. there's like some – unless Hank has some weird – Nuanced That's true. trauma That's attached true. to socks. Well, Hank may have feet problems. Or we maybe, just don't know. Or maybe he had a trauma about you know yeah. like yeah. puberty and filling socks. Maybe he's got a hammer toe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and so uh, Lou Ann says, no, 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 no. That's no good. Uh, I have to get him something he really loves. Something that will just make him go, wow. Uh, now we're in the alley with uh, Boomhauer, Bill, and Dale, and Lou Ann standing out there trying to get tips. She goes, I've noticed that Uncle Hank doesn't wear any jewelry, so I'm going to get him some jewelry. Dale says, that's not what he needs. I know what a, I know a man who can remove Hank's fingerprints for him, but believe me, pay the extra 50. Uh, and uh, Boomhauer <laughs> pipes up with, tell you what, man, boy, man, dang old electronic assistant, man, never miss a meeting. Check it out. He pulls out this his old ass PDA yeah, and yeah, pushes yeah. the button on it, and you can hear him talking to himself saying, Tell you what, about 5 o'clock, I'm going to have a beard and then go hang out at an audio store, you know, and then come back and working out old, maybe something like that. And then <laughs> Boom Howard just goes, mm. oh, man, dang, dang old, old Wednesday, Wednesday man. man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he's recorded all awesome. these That's notes really for good. himself. Well, I like it because it shows, uh, I don't know, it show, I like when you see characters using the technology of the era in, oh, the, yeah. in the deals sure. in, in a way like that that really 
I don't know. I, just I guess talking it really, to himself. Uh, like I'm going to go drink beers and hang time. out. The... Can I make a quick tangent? Yeah, yeah, please, man. Rusty, I want to ask you. So you like seeing people use stuff from <laughs> their time. Yeah. So why do you think people don't like it when like people use Twitter or Facebook or like smartphones and modern stuff? Why do I think why people don't like why people use that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know because I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think people think that it's going to date it. You mean, you that's know? what people say. Say it dates stuff, yeah. but everything's dates itself. Yeah. Unless it's like unless it's a fantasy or something really really old. Right. Like Ben Hur. Well, Ben Hur. Uh, I've been him, uh, but. There is a show that I read about uh, yesterday that's on Apple Plus now, and it's called like Future Tomorrow or Future Land or something. I don't know what it's something like that. The but Future People. It, it's set in an alternate fifties, nineteen fifties, and it uses like all this uh, newer type technology and stuff, which I think I think that's a cool way to use like old technology. You know, use it in weird. Uh, time periods and stuff. I think I think that's kind of cool. But there you go. That's my that's my big story for that. Sorry for the tangent. <laughs> no, you're like good. steampunk. I wouldn't really count that as a tangent. Like a steampunk. Yeah, maybe steampunk or something. I don't know. Uh, Bill also pops up and he says, uh, "You know, Hank and me used to go bowling. I'd tell people we were brothers, and he was better than me, but he'd let me win sometimes, and we'd stay out way too late. And maybe if you bought him another bowling ball, and he starts to <laughs> <laughs> just, his voice starts breaking. He It'd goes, be like before, be Peggy, like before Peggy, Peggy came. came. <laughs> I just wow. I just don't. Where would this have been? Like because." They didn't live there before he and Peggy got married. No, probably they're probably thinking like high school stuff. Ah, uh, maybe like oh, before maybe. Peggy showed up. Yeah, I yeah, guess it would have I mean, been maybe junior year. These are or the kind of guys that sit around reliving the glory days. So yeah, true. I assume whenever right. they talk about the good old days, they're talking about teenage years. I don't ever think like they're talking about their early twenties yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. It's all like I, for some reason, high school. For some reason, that's the first thing I thought of was like they were in their early twenties. Yeah, no. Nah, anytime well, shit, they, they say anything, I always think of high school because they're they're mm-hmm. they're in that uh, you know that's just those kind the, of guys. Yeah. What they are, it's that generation. So we are back at La Grunta. Uh, we are in the La Grunta Gifta. Especially for nowadays, I feel like that generation. I mean, uh, sorry to say, your generation and, and like people people that are older than you all mm. have that like. The world's ending mentality. It seems like a lot of people, a lot of people from. It's like the we're the last generation that got to drink from water hoses and huff lead paint off the the walls and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I huff the lead paint off the walls. Uh, we are at La Grunta Gifta, which is the gift shop at La Grunta. Uh, and Luann says, "What man doesn't like nice soap or a candle?" Well, almost all of them, Luann. I, oh, I do. I love soap. She hands. says, oh, that bottle of Vicks is really expensive. So she's just looking through that crap. That she's this contemplating buying somebody a bottle of Vicks, but the only reason why she didn't is because it was expensive. This gift store, this. yeah, this gift store reminds me of the gift store in a hospital. You know, like where you buy a teddy bear that says get well soon or something or, or a, a porcelain um uh, dragon or something for somebody who's in the hospital for some reason. Yeah, and then like an eighty dollar pair of headphones that at Walmart would cost like three bucks. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the lady at the cash rep says, "Why don't you get him a gift certificate? There are a lot of things at the hotel he can use." I bought my husband a round of golf, and our love life has never been better. Wow. Okay, that's a little too much information. I think that's a little wild. Uh, yeah. Luann is looking out the window at the golfers out there playing. She goes, "Of course, that's it." So. 
I mean, it's probably because while he's out for a round of golf, mm, John Redcorn shows up. John, well, maybe not him. Maybe somebody John Redcorn knows. You know, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe Bob Running Deer. Uh, yeah, maybe Bob Running Deer. Sure. Or 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 anybody. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't have I didn't have anything for that. I guess. <laughs> All right, we're back at the hills, uh, and uh, Luann has a big old present box. Uh, I mean, it's wrapped really nicely. I'm assuming the lady at the LaGrunta gift store wrapped it. Uh, she says, and I should, and she said I should buy him a round of golf, and then it was easy. Uh, Peggy goes, oh, Luann, Hank loves golf. A round of golf makes my presents look like, well, nothing. Goes, oh, no, 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 Aunt Peggy. Of course it does. She goes, no, 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 you don't understand. And then Hank comes in, she goes, surprise, and Hank says, well, what's this? I know it's not my birthday. I didn't get my pants from Peggy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts doing that chuckle. <laughs> he looks at her, and Peggy looks at him like, yeah, all right, keep talking about the pants, my love. Uh, and <laughs> Luann watches him unwrap the big box, and inside the big box is a smaller box. A and smaller boy, box. that sets Luann off. She just thinks that's the funniest damn thing she's ever seen. She, oh, my God, look at your face. She thought it was a big box, but it's a small box. But you know what they say about small packages? What? What do they say about small packages, Luann? <laughs> what do they say about small packages? Uh, Bobby pipes up because he can't stand it anymore, and he goes, it's a round of golf. Uh, Luann says, no, no, Bobby, no. The round of golf gave me the idea, but it's, and then you hear Hank say, a dolphin, dolphin encounter. encounter. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to have some fun stuff about dolphins to talk about. I've got a couple of, uh, yep, yep. A couple of NASA stuff. Going. So uh, Luann says, that's right. There's a dolphin in the pool at the hotel and you can swim with it and touch it and it communes with you and you that's can such feed a weird it dead thing fish. To say. Commune. For 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 Luann, it's such yeah. a weird. Yeah. I don't know, I, she the, the she read it on use. the pamphlet. It's got to be right. Yeah, I mean, otherwise she wouldn't know the word commune. Or somebody sold her that. So yeah. that's what the, the that salesman said. Right. Hank says, "Well, uh, the salesman could could be affiliated with the church. <laughs> sure, using the word. <laughs> he as could commune. get her in a church real quick. Yeah. Uh, Hank says, "Well, a congregation of dolphin. Sure, yeah. <laughs> a pew of dolphins. Yeah. The choir of dolphin. <laughs> she sa- of he golfins. says, hey, golfins. Yeah, those golfins are, here. Are, golfin dolphins. Those are flying dolphins. Imagine golfins. that. Imagine that. Uh, a TV show about." Uh, Golf caddy dolphins. Golf caddy dolphins. Golfins. Golfins. Oh, I like that. That's good. Or maybe uh, golf caddies that ride dolphins. Yeah, and now Jabber. It's like and Jabberjaw's introduced. And he's Jabberjaw. A, and, and he's like a senile. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, he's like a late sixty-year-old <laughs> so shark. Minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And he's wait a minute. attacking the golfins. We're, we're we're aging Jabberjaw up. Yeah, from Jabber when Jaw, he first appeared. Well, when he first appeared, he's only a teenager, <laughs> and that show started in the seventies. So yeah. I imagine if he's a teenager yeah. in the seventies, he's a child. He was born in the sixties, and uh, then <laughs> so then you know by now he's in his you know he's in his mid sixties. Yeah. So I would age him up to mid sixties, and he would be viciously senile, and he would attack the golf. Why did he talk like Curly? You know, from the Three Stooges. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I, I guess that was probably <laughs> because uh, the same people who did the animated version of uh, the, uh, you know, uh, back then all the all the all the animation stuff yeah. kind of all yeah. melted together. Mm, did sure. what? Especially Hanna Barbera stuff. Oh, Hanna Barbera stuff was yeah. A lot of voice actors. When I went to uh, commercial <laughs> art school, one of the things we had to do was uh, like uh, product design. And okay. so we did packaging and stuff like that. 
Um, so we, we did a, a project from beginning to end, and one of the things I did was the history of Hanna-Barbera cartoons on a DVD, right? At that time, it was a CD, but still. Uh, and then we had to make a box for it and packaging and the whole thing. Um, anyway, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it was kind of cool. cool. It was kind of cool. I think I still got it somewhere. Uh, Hank says, well, Luann, that sure was a thoughtful present. Uh, and it looks like you uh, spent a lot of money on it. And, uh, hey, if, if I wanted to exchange that for a round of golf, I could do that, right? And, and Luann, uh, hating this, says, you wouldn't want to replace it. It costs, it costs more, more than, than a round, round of golf. golf. I would have been like, so I can exchange that for two rounds of <laughs> golf, right, Luann? She says. I don't think a dolphin encounter would be, uh, I don't know. I went to. It's got to cost a lot. Well, I, I went to SeaWorld as a kid, and I didn't really like it. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I didn't, I didn't think it was cool. The whole place smells like fish. Well, I didn't really care about the smell. I just didn't think it was cool. It's kind of, when you realize all you can do is just look at the, look at the fish. Well, like as an adult, you like you hate it because you know. Yeah, well, they had the like little pet But pool. as a kid, it's just kind of really boring. Well, they had the little pool yeah. where you could pet the dolphins and stuff like that in at at SeaWorld. But I was just like, in my mind, I'd, I'd already watched Free Willy at this point, so I was like, "Where's the wall that they could jump over to get to?" And then I'm like, "Oh, we're in San Antonio. There's no ocean here. So like, mm -hmm. how do I?" F I was like, "How do we free these dolphins? You know, how do we True. get these things out of here?" Like. Can we get a pickup truck full of water and get them so out of here? So at, uh, uh, at um, uh, SeaWorld in Orlando, it costs $29 to pet dolphins. Oh, wow. Now, if you want to go in the water with a dolphin and have that... Uh, intimate experience. Intimate commune. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's $224. Oh, wow. Just to get in the pool with a dolphin. And yeah. I imagine if it's at some hotel somewhere, it's probably oh, sure. like $1,500. Well, yeah, this is like Discovery Cove, which I'm assuming is uh, associated with... And you know, they probably get like 900 night. people a day that do that. Oh, yeah. For $200. Those poor dolphins. They just they got to have the yeah. stink of people on them all the time. Uh, so, uh, he says, uh, you know, I, I could, uh, I could exchange it. She goes, Oh no, no, it costs more than a round of golf. And she starts sobbing. Uh, and she just said, uh, uh, excuse me. And she just runs off into her room. Uh, and Peggy, um, kind of feeling sitting there. She goes, uh, well, somebody should go talk to Luann. And then she starts humming a tune. Do you know the tune she hums? No, I, I don't, I don't know that one. It's Chuck Mangione. feels so good. Oh, That's what okay. she's humming. I didn't know that. No, I didn't <laughs> she's get that sitting one. there going, <laughs> uh, and finally, Hank says, uh, oh, "All right, all right." And he goes into Luann's room. She is there, crying face down on a bed because that's yeah. what everybody in this show does when they're upset. They cry face down on something. Uh, and Hank says, "Well, uh, hey, Luann, you know what? Uh, I've never climbed into a pool with a big fish. I guess it doesn't. <laughs> I guess it just never occurred to me." Because so maybe the dolphin uh, confrontation would be something I'd be glad I'd done after it was over. She goes, it's an encounter. He goes, yeah. oh, even better, even better. What do you call it, though, a dolphin confrontation? <laughs> confrontation. Well, it does end up fish. being kind of a confrontation. It does, it does. Uh, all right, so this may be a good time. Well, no, we've already talked about that. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, we got some NASA dolphin stuff, and I, I have some dolphin facts also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll knock it out here in a minute. Uh, we are uh, <clears throat> we're going uh, to uh, in the truck to go to La Grunta, and everybody fits into Hank's truck, which which always confounds me because I know how small those trucks are. 
Yeah, they're they're you, pretty small, but you know if they got the who is it? All four of them, right? That's in this truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well they got the little seats that fold down. Well, that's the what sides I was say. Or whatever. I, I mean, I've the, seen them with the two seats, yeah. right? But then, like the one my dad had, it was it was just like Hank's truck, red the whole thing, right? Yeah. But it had the little fold down seats on yeah, the sides. Yeah, fold down side yeah. seats. I got you. Which are ridiculous. They're small. Um, it's they're like half an small. ass cheek. Yeah. Yeah. And you're really like, when you're back there, you're like shoulder to shoulder. You got yeah. one shoulder on the seat, mm-hmm. one shoulder on the back of the vehicle, and half an it ass cheek on the safe, seat. can't be safe, I wouldn't think, at this point. I don't know about safe, but it's not very comfortable. No, it's not comfortable. Uh, so we, they're going into I'm the I'm not truck. rated to talk about safety <laughs> in motor vehicles. Like, I'm, I don't want to go, go out. Watchdog, I don't, you know, I don't need him barking at me. I'm going to go out on a freaking limb and say but, it's not uh, safe. But, but comfortability, I can't speak on. Uh, so uh, uh, Peggy and everybody else is in the truck. Uh, they're waiting on Hank to get out there. You hear Peggy say, come on, Hank, uh, from inside the truck. I just uh, put in parentheses, so small. Uh, and then as Hank's coming out, he sees the other three guys looking over the fence. So he grabs his golf club so he can kind of mask what he's doing because God knows he doesn't want them to know he's going nah, to have a, he's gonna go a have confrontation with a dolphin. Yeah. Uh, and fight a dolphin. So Dale finally says, looks like you're going golfing. He goes, yeah, looks like. Didn't know dolphins knew how to play golf. <laughs> they just all start laughing. Yeah. Hank says, shut up, Dale, which is it's, that phrase is used several times in this show. Uh, we are at La Grunta now, uh, and they are walking into the lobby, this being Hank, Peggy, Luann, and Bobby. Uh, Peggy is reading all throughout the pamphlets about La Grunta. Uh, she goes, they have a store that sells red skeleton paintings. Uh, I am there, although I do not like his clowns. Now, yeah. do you know anything about Red Skelton? Uh, I do know who Red Skelton yeah. is. Red Skelton is one of those early slapstick mm-hmm. comedy yeah. uh Old comedian. uh, Old comedian. And uh, I believe he was one of those ones that starts off in like the vaudeville. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. he does the vaudeville stage stuff. Yeah. And anybody that was doing vaudeville stage at that time, as film was developing, they are the original mm-hmm. stage actors, if yep. you will. So they just kind of, you know, switched right. to film. So and, and they were all part of like variety shows on TV and stuff yeah, like that. Uh, you know, like, like I don't know, Charleston it, cigarettes presents. Like, Abbott, Abbott and Costello. Yeah, yeah. same and era. Then, yeah. But, like, smack dab, I, I, I would say he's kind of, like, in the middle of, like, the Charlie Chaplin and Abbott and Costello. He was kind of, like, the like around that time frame kind of thing. Yeah, he uh, he was. But he has some funny stuff, yeah. He's one of those guys that they uh, they re, they refer to a lot in things. Um, he's b- most, most known for his uh, Red Skeleton show. Uh, that uh, and, and skeleton, not skeleton. <coughs> yeah, skeleton. Um, sorry, yeah. And uh, oh no, I think it was me too. But uh, anyway, towards the end of his career, he got obsessed with clowns, just like uh, Jerry Lewis did. And um, I, I think it's because they think if if I start representing myself as like a classically trained clown or a French clown or a this or a that, you know. That maybe it gives them a little more choix de vivre. I, I don't I don't know exactly why these guys got so into clowns, but he started painting a lot of clowns. And if I'm not mistaken, a lot of them were on like black velvet and stuff. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he painted a lot of clowns. She is not there for the clowns. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just he did even did burlesque. Oh, did he really? 
Uh, burlesque yeah. comedy. I'm not even sure what that what that encompasses well, I for think, a man. I think burlesque at that time just meant that he was probably a host or a comedian on the stage, and then a girl would come out and hide behind a bubble and do that dance, you know, on the feathers and the yeah. bows and all that stuff. Yeah, he actually did a movie with uh, Lucille Ball and Gene Kelly, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, big for a little while. Royal Del Ruth's uh, Du Barry was a lady. Uh, oh, God bless you. Yeah, that was a mouthful. <laughs> so uh, uh, the next thing we see is we pan over to where the buffet is, and it is a big brunch buffet. And, of course, Bobby is the one that notices it. And we see it, and then we see a glistening ice cactus over in the corner. And there's several chefs, like, there ready to, to serve you, you know, at this beautiful buffet. And Bobby, of course, look at that brunch. Uh, and yeah, that's all he's worried about is food. <laughs> yeah. Every time you see food. Well, Hank looks at the big menu and he goes, oh, prime rib for breakfast. Wow, it's true. I guess I owe Bill an apology. They had a, a, an argument over whether you could have prime rib for breakfast or not. You can have whatever you want for breakfast. But what I'm saying is I, I guess those kind of conversations had, come up uh, when you spend that much time in an alley. Yeah, I had oatmeal uh, with cinnamon and apples, like the apples and yeah. cinnamon cooked mm-hmm. on the side mm-hmm. and then put inside the oatmeal. You had that this morning? Yeah, yeah, it was my breakfast. I had a leftover half of a cheeseburger that I warmed back yeah. up and put a fried egg in. Yeah, that was that, so that, there you go. that was just as good as mine, if not better. What did yeah. you have, Mason? What did you have for breakfast, Mason? I had taquitos. I swear, I thought, I thought you were going to say tequila. tequila. <laughs> I was like, whoa. All had, right, good morning. I had tequila. Yeah, I can't say that on here. I okay, had, yeah, you couldn't say that. Yeah, I, I can neither confirm nor deny that, that tequitos were soaked in tequila. I had tequila. It's the only way I can deal with you people. Uh, so uh, he is very upset uh, because uh, Luann now comes over, hands him a pamphlet, and goes, Uncle Hank, Uncle Hank, uh, it's time for your dolphin encounter orientation. He goes, Boy, look at that beef. And he just watches the chef slicing the prime rib. He starts wandering off, and he goes, I never get brunch. Never. It's just so funny because it's, it's so under his breath. You know, he's just talking to himself. I never get brunch. Uh, we're at the buffet, and uh, Hank, Luann, and Peggy are filling their plates full of stuff. And Bobby says, to think of all the years I've wasted without capers. They work with the salmon. They work with the little pickles. And I think they might just work with fruit pies. And, uh, uh, I have a uh, a fun fact from Artie real fast. Okay, for, for, yeah. for capers. Capers. So, <clears throat> so for those Welcome of you to caper talk. that uh, don't know what a capers are, capers are immature flower buds from the Capari spinosa, mm. which is the caper bush, mm-hmm. which uh, grow all over the Mediterranean. I so loved our music like in the 80s. Caper do. bush. Yeah, it's good. Uh, they are usually pickled and used as a seasoning or garnish. They are one of the ingredients in tartar sauce and often used in salmon dishes. Really? They're in tartar sauce? They're in tartar oh, sauce. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. They are featured heavily in Italian and mm-hmm. Greek dishes. The taste is reminiscent of the lemony tang and brininess of olives, mm-hmm. but with a smack of flour tartiness all on their own. They have a bold, salty, and savory I do like flavor. capers. I think they're very good. I think they're, but to me, they're like very intense little olives. Um, and uh, like if you get a veal piccata or a, a salmon piccata or something, it usually has the capers in it. It just, I don't know, adds a nice little salty pack punch to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like them. They, uh, I don't know that I would just eat them right uh, out of the jar. I like them in tartar sauce, and that might be the only place that I like them. Really? You don't like a veal piccata? Uh, I don't know what that is. Veal piccata. Uh, it's a cream sauce with capers. On top of a uh, what is usually a uh, lightly fried piece of veal. Uh, so baby cow gets tortured. Yeah, I know what a veal is. Uh, then they uh, soak it in milk. 
Yeah. And then they... Uh, they hang them by their back legs so yep. they can only drink from a mm-hmm. straw. It's hard to eat the veal that way, too. Upside down. Oh, wait, you're talking about the cows. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he says, I never get brunch. Uh, Bobby is like, uh, he, he can't believe he's never had capers. Uh, everybody else walks off, and then he sees one of the covered dishes, the chafing dishes, it's still covered. He opens it up and says, oh, hello, what do we have here? And we just see a big warming tray full of bacon. Ooh, and like it's bacon. never it's never mentioned again. Like you know I'm assuming he just eats a shitload of bacon. You know where the best bacon is? Mm. Not in the United States. So the United States in in England they call the bacon we have over here mm-hmm. they call it streaky bacon. Right. But because it's got so much there, fat in it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go over there, the bacon they have is more like a ham steak. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a big. Yeah. Like whenever you say, "Hey, can I get you know uh, some bacon with your breakfast?" It's like this big, almost like a pork chop. Yeah, but it's bacon. Yeah, yeah. flavor like it's bacon. Thick. Yeah, oh, it's so yeah, good. it's still cured like bacon. So good. Yeah. Back yeah, bacon. I don't I care for anything it. British. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can keep your inferior bacon. <laughs> keep your teeth in your thick bacon. Why don't you go back to your country, Rusty? <laughs> <laughs> get on your. You, I'm get sorry, on your, everybody. <laughs> I love that he feels like he had to apologize. <laughs> you know, I'm not one to toot my own horn, but I tell you what, my propane-fueled farts could power a small city. Okay. <clears throat> all right. I'm not sure what go. that um, – What? yeah, okay. Uh, all right, so uh, we are leaving the buffet. We are now in the conference room for uh, the orientation, uh, and this is the first time we see the trainer who uh, has a very, uh, like, bowl cut on his head. Um, he says – one man who was healed by dolphins, healed by dolphins, healed t- by dolphins told me okay. angels are dolphins who haven't learned to swim. Uh, and that, it, it pans over to Hank, and Hank is just like, I hate this. Uh, Hank is looking. Yeah, he doesn't like all the sentimental touchy-feely. <laughs> no, the angels who haven't learned to swim. Uh, <clears throat> Hank, in the meantime, is kind of looking out the window. He's just longing to be out there to yeah, play and that, golf. And I, I'm going to read this part. The, yeah. That guy goes, people ask me how to approach these wise cetaceans, and I can only say, be honest with them, and they will share their secrets with you. <laughs> I'm going to lower the lights now so we can watch our video, A Dream of Dolphins. Yeah, and they bring down the shades. And that music's all doodly. Oh, you hear the music, and then this woman in an Irish accent says, I dive into the gentle sea to free the dolphin inside of me. And Hank just, yeah, he, <laughs> he just absolutely he's hates not, that. Uh, he's blind right now. Yeah. A, you know what's funny is like there's a lot of people at this table for this encounter orientation, but Hank's the only one you see interact with a dolphin at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's he not might like be the first and last though, because the situation got I'm awkward after last. that. So, yeah. so it, just think of this, Mike. If you were the guy that's three people back from Hank, and you're kind of peeking over, and you see. What we're about mm-hmm, to see, mm-hmm. you would probably... Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, yeah. 180 on the hell on out of there yeah. and look for the refund desk. So uh, Hank is now at the pool, uh, at the dolphin pool. He uh, is getting in the pool. Um, is this the first time we've seen Hank without his shirt? Mm, maybe. No, I don't think so. Uh, maybe not. No, I remember in the Twister episode, he gets bucked. Oh, naked. that's yeah, right. You're right about the that. Yeah. yeah, we've seen him without a shirt a few times. But he's getting in the pool, and we see uh, he has no shirt on. Uh, he gets only in waist deep, and uh, we see his beautiful, beautiful farmer's tan. Uh, the um, uh, Peggy and Bobby are over there trying to take pictures of him as he do- does this, and she goes, I don't want any photos. Go take pictures of the golf course. And they just walk off, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, Luann sticks around. Now, I've drawn a small representation of what the pool looks like from overhead. 
we have the uh, the little uh, house that you get ready in here, and then there's a there's what looks to me it looks like it feeds out into like a larger lake or something. Well, but it's they call probably it a pool. it's probably. Uh, uh, it's like a man-made so, little so inlet. That kind of gets us into the the, the NASA stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of describes the what that is. It's called a dolphinarium. Ah, do- really? A dolphinarium. Dolphinarium. Yeah, that's the. That seems lazy. The for the, naming the terminar- That was well, the terminology that you get mm. get for this, and uh, uh, the one that they had there at this NASA experiment was a little more extreme yeah. than, than what you're talking about. Yeah, because it was but, in space. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. It was. In it was space. not in no, space. It was not in space. It was actually in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, but uh, dolphins can't. I'll fly. get there. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not quite there just yet. All right. So uh, Bobby and Peggy walk off. Luann sticks behind, uh, and uh, the trainer says they can feel negative energy. Just, just relax. And he hands Hank a, a dead fish. Uh, Hank uh, holds the fish up, and the trainer goes, "Go." And then uh, the dolphin jumps over Hank, grabs the fish, and Hank is Hank's a little wowed by this. Yeah, he's, yeah, he is. He's, he's like, "Whoa, uh, that was a minute. mighty fine catch!" Uh, and then he just kind of touches the dolphin. He goes, "He kind of feels like rubber." And then he grabs onto the dolphin, who is named Duke. We know this because there is a poster behind Duke on the wall that says Duke. Uh, and then I believe the trainer calls him Duke. Uh, yeah, he says, uh, "Hold on to Duke's fin. Let him take you." Uh, and Hank hangs on to his fin, and then he starts riding him around. Uh, they go under the water, over the water, all yeah, around just the tank. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And Hank says, uh, hey, uh, look at me. Hey, Luann, this isn't as asinine as I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hell of a compliment. He's having a good time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it doesn't matter what it is. If it looks asinine before oh, yeah. he does oh, it, no it he has to be – you have to get him to the point of actually doing it and then he realized how much fun it is to have fun. I'm not gonna like the magic show. I'm not gonna let. You, I'm not gonna trick you into letting me have some fun. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Luann uh, got him on this one. Though. He she comes. Him. He comes up and says, "Luann, this isn't as asinine as I thought." And she goes, "Thanks." And just like she's just waving and stuff. Yeah. And then this is where it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. And then here comes the dolphin. Everybody's having a good time. The dolphin rolls over and Hank's petting him. And then you see Duke's belly start to turn red. It turns red, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, similar to a dog's penis. Sure. Uh, when it gets excited. Sure. Uh, he goes, boy, I'll tell you what. This one, uh, uh, just a second, Duke. Uh, hey, hey, cut it out. And Duke starts, like, poking at him and and uh, head-butting him and all this stuff around the tank. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he basically starts pushing Hank all around the tank. Uh, he, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Uh, the trainer says, there's nothing wrong, but maybe you should get out of the pool immediately. There's nothing wrong, but you should get out immediately. Yeah, you should get out immediately. Yeah. Uh, he's knocking Hank all around. The dolphin is attacking. Uh, he's like, what do I do? And the trainer says, just have fun. Get the manager out here. He pulls out the little flip phone and says, get the manager out here. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, he, he has pinned Hank up against the windows. Uh, and then we see outside of those windows, uh, Bobby and Peggy are out there, and Bobby is posing with the flamingos. Uh, and he's doing like a little flamingo stand, and he goes, "How's this?" And he's posing like a flamingo, and she goes, "Well, that is perfect." No, 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 wait, hey, the one with the flash, just to be safe. And in the meantime, in the back, we see Hank just being humped to death yeah, by a getting, dolphin in this getting- tank. 
tore up. This it is dolphin rough. is hammering it. It is rough. Okay, yeah, let's. Rough. Uh, this so is. Got some, uh, hang on one second. This yeah. is a commercial break. Commercial. Let's break. take a quick commercial break, okay. and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the NASA stuff and more stuff to do with dolphins, and get to the rest of this episode. And we'll be right back with more asinine conversation <laughs> about dolphins banging human beings. <laughs> That's my dolphin sound. <laughs> There's no weekend like a weekend getaway on a Royal Caribbean cruise where you can surf the perfect wave on the Flowrider, sip exotic cocktails poolside at the Lime and Coconut, then shoot down the tallest waterslide in North America and relax on the white sand beaches of our private island. Perfect day at Coco Cay. This is where you discover the weekend you always wanted. This is where you weekend like you mean it. Book a Royal Caribbean adventure today sailing from Florida. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey guys, it's Mike from Bois. Uh, I wanted to remind you just real quick of our official unofficial meeting place. That is Hotel Arlen. So head over to Twitter and look up at Hotel Arlen. Uh, they are not that kind of hotel anymore. Please leave a post, uh, follow, like, subscribe, whatever they ask you to do on Twitter at this point. Uh, and if you wanted to, you could also include hashtag Hotel Arlen and hashtag BWAAKOTH. Thanks. All right, we are back. Uh, back. Those are some fabulous ads. Uh, now, Rusty, you promised a little information about uh, NASA and dolphins. Yeah, so uh, this is how your tax dollars are spent, uh, ladies and gentlemen, by our government. <laughs> uh, this is a joint research uh, project. There was a man named John C. Lilly. He was a neuroscientist uh, with California Institute of Technology. So, okay. uh, the woman, in, the woman we're going to be talking about mostly is a woman named Margaret Howe Lovett, L O V A T T. This would she was, be in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She. Uh, uh, well, no, no, it's not California. It's the Caribbean. <clears throat> this is where it takes place. Is the Caribbean? So, uh, in her early twenties, uh, Margaret lived on uh, Caribbean island of Saint Thomas. And she was there at this laboratory where they researched dolphins. Well, there was a director. Uh, his name was Gregory Bateson. And uh, he allowed her to observe the dolphin behavior. And uh, he was really impressed with her enthusiasm and diligence as an observer, despite the lack of her you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. any kind of scientific training. Yeah. So uh, while she was volunteering uh, at this uh, dolphin behavior laboratory, uh, she... Uh, met John C. Lilly, and he's a neuroscientist with California Institute of Tech, okay. and uh, he was building a research lab with funding from NASA and the United States Navy with the goal of speaking to extraterrestrial life forms. Of course. So dolphins were going to be the... Uh, <coughs> dolphins are so weird Dolphins are us. the test dummies for us to yeah. talk to and try to teach how to speak dolphins English. Dolphins are so weird to Americans that even our scientists go, well, if we can talk to dolphins, surely we can talk to aliens. Yes, yes, pretty much. That's that's how it came, you know. Uh, and thanks for all the fish. In mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, order to simulate the situation, he built a dolphinarium, which was pretty much a dolphin house. That was a flooded. hitchhiker's guide to yeah, the galaxy. Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, Douglas Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a male bottlenose dolphin named Peter. 
Oh, hold on. I, I kind of got ahead of myself. Uh, Talking sorry. about dolphin pee. Uh, in order to simulate this situation, he built a dolphinarium, which was a dolphin house flooded with water there on the island of St. Thomas. So uh, Lily accommodated to three dolphins. She lived She lived in these accommodations. I don't think she lived directly with them, but this it was like this dolphin flooded house thing for these dolphins to live yeah, in. Yeah, sure. And uh, there was two females named Sissy and Pamela, and there was a younger male bottlenosed uh, dolphin named Peter, who is uh, uh-huh. Margaret and Peter is the is the major part of the discussion here in just a second. But uh, these dolphins were taken from Marine Studios, which uh, these dolphins had all been co-starring in the television show Flipper. Oh, really? So these are the Flipper dolphins. These are all. These are the. And it's funny how Hollywood <laughs> ties into some some of this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, in 1964. Uh, the dolphin area was fully functional, and Lily was often traveling. Oh hell yeah, that's the uh, time when Hollywood loved dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the doctor, yeah. the, the the Lily, the guy, the uh, doctor Lily was often traveling. So he signed her to train the dolphins. He wanted this Margaret Lovett to train these dolphins because mm-hmm. she had, she she had no scientific training, but she had uh, intimate knowledge of the dolphins by spending lots and lots of time with dolphins. She got to learn them and everything, how they how they operate and stuff like that. I don't so, like that phrasing, but okay. Yeah, I don't really like that phrasing either. But I mean. You know, she did. She had a she had a relationship with these dolphins. So uh, again, the goal of this dolphinarium was uh, this experiment was to teach dolphins the human language. So there was this period of two years where the doctor and uh, Margaret, uh, with very different approaches, tried to prove that human language could be mimicked by dolphins. So uh, Margaret reasoned that if she lived with the dolphins and made human-like sounds similar to how a mother teaches a child how to speak, then there would be some type of success. So she was embedded with these dolphins for 24-7, always with these dolphins. So, so she was uh, the ga- Jane Goodall of dolphins. <laughs> yeah, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, if you will. Uh, uh, and if you will, you could uh, check out Christopher Riley's documentary, The Girl Who Talked to Dolphins, and it's all about her as well. So oh. there's, there's actual information on it. Oh, that's so, cool. So... Uh, she tried speaking slowly to him and changing the pitch of her tone uh, to help Peter. Peter was the one that she thought she would end up having the most success with since he was the youngest one. That conjures and, uh, up just this this picture in my head of somebody speaking slowly to a dolphin. Yeah. You know, just, yes. my name is Mary. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't understand. Like, like I don't, I don't know if the morphology is there for them to have because, because there's some animals that they, they have, they, they do have the more the same, like some of the similar morphology that we have of our vocals, our yeah. vocal cords. Yeah, right. But maybe they can't express language the same way that we can, and their noise is different. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I wish dogs uh, could talk to us. You know? Yeah, I do too. I really do. Crazy dogs. So. Margaret spends a lot of time with this male dolphin named Peter. So uh, she starts to document her progress. They do twice daily lessons. She tries to encourage him to say the words. And according to her, the M sound is extremely difficult for Peter to pronounce (laughs) without making bubbles in the water. Okay. So now we get into the weird shit, uh, the Hank-related weird shit. Okay, so. uh, It's just the M that's really getting him. Yeah, the M. He has a hard time saying M without blowing bubbles in the water. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Peter, being an adolescent dolphin, uh, frequently had sexual urges, which included rubbing himself on Margaret. Sure. Well, all these urges disrupted uh, Peter's lessons and. Taking Peter to a downstairs uh, pool with the two females approved to be a logistical issue. So it would, you know, she's already there with mm. him and they're working mm. together. So uh, eventually she got to where she was relieving 
them on shut up uh relieving him for real she was doing it because he was a frustrated like just hand stuff, adolescent though, right? dolphin so she would help him whatever i doesn't say <laughs> whatever the help was she was helping okay and uh they the went quote, through so many pies yes so many <laughs> And the quote for from her is, it wasn't sexual on my part, sensuous perhaps. Sensuous. It seemed to me that it made our bond closer, not because of the sexual activity, oh, yeah, but because no shit, of lady. the lack of keep of having to keep breaking. And that's all it really was. I was there to get to know Peter. That was part of Peter. It would just become part of what was going on, like an itch. Just get rid of this, that scratch, and we would be done and move on. So she said in order for, to facilitate the part of education, she uh, would relieve him so they could focus on the task sure, at hand. Sure, yeah. Say your M's, Peter. Yeah, okay. say your M's. One uh, more hand there, job, but that's it. There was also a inflammatory uh, article that came out in Hustler that kind of dramatized the situation and also kind of like did a lot of Hustler, reflection. usually known for their great— It was uh, called Interspecies Sex, Humans and Dolphins was the name no. of the deal and uh so mm. other problems around surrounding the project so the project had these other wait, pitfalls wait, that are kind wait, of exciting wait, to talk wait. about too real other quick. problems what other problems that arose around arose. the research you said arouse arouse arose <laughs> i was like oh there's erected, a Freudian slip. yeah some erected the problems that erected uh <laughs> popped up whatever sure. you call it so in addition to the <laughs> communication research uh, he had also been the, the Dr. Lilly had also been funded to research the effects of the drug LSD. Oh, good. So they were testing the effects of the drug on dolphins with zero results. So neither the communication nor the LSD research were fruitful, and eventually they lost all their funding due to the loss. Thank of God, all their funding, somebody took the money away from these people. Uh, yeah, it gets it gets worse though. It gets bad for at least for the dolphins or whatever. Uh, so, due to the lack of the funding, the Dolphins were moved to a different facility in a repurposed bank building in Miami. So, in the bank building, they're now in smaller tanks, and they lack sunlight wow. and space. So, Peter quickly deteriorated and eventually ended his life by drowning. Uh, a dolphin activist, Rick O'Berry, explains, Dolphins are not automatic air breathers like we are. Every breath is a conscious effort. If life becomes too unbearable, the Dolphins just take a breath they sink to the bottom, and that's it. Oh, my God. So I had no idea the I had dolphins no idea killed that themselves. Either. So Peter, all through his adolescent years, was jacked off by this woman. <laughs> they, and this is sad, guys. I'm not trying to be – I mean, it's just it's, – it's, it's a sad story, but how many dolphins – are, are in dolphin heaven saying, hey, man, I was jacked off for like a good like eight or nine years by this chick out there in St. Thomas, and it was beautiful. And then and guess what? They're, they're never going to talk to them aliens. That's uh, how I didn't give them up, shit. That's how fucked up the human race is, is we put dolphins in banks. We put dolphins in oh, old bank buildings in small tanks, and then they, they off themselves. Yeah, I don't really uh, blame them for offing themselves. I just didn't know it happened. That's terrible, yeah. So uh, uh, on that note, so I have, uh, what do you have some information here entitled Dolphins Get Horny Too. Oh, okay. Uh, it says marine mammals share quite a bit in common with humans when it comes to the sex. Uh, this is by Allison Larkham. This is an article I found online. She says, in, uh, in recent odd news, a horny dolphin off the coast of France forced an entire beach to ban swimming for the rest of the season. The local dolphin dubbed Zafar by beachgoers, was reportedly in heat and would spend the days dry-humping kayaks and attempting to rub up against swimmers with his pink penis that was about 
20 centimeters. How big is a centimeter? Oh, I, I oh, have no okay. clue. A centimeter so is 20 is how many? Uh, Give me 20. Isn't 12? I think 20 is about a couple inches. Give me yeah, oh, maybe. really? Maybe. Oh. Well, well, let's let's just do the math. Let's that's see. not that big. Of 20 centimeters in inches is seven inches. Seven inches. Oh, seven inches. Okay. Well, mm. no. that could be perceived as a threat. Uh, its penis was about 20 centimeters and often erect. Uh, the town's mayor warned people to stay at least 150 feet. That'll do it for a seven inch penis. 150 feet away from Zafar for safety's sake. Unless uh, the dolphin unintentionally drowned someone by getting too excited. Um, uh, we go to uh, male dolphins can masturbate. Uh, it says they possess a prehensile penises that can move and operate like an arm. Usually, instead of humping kayaks or swimmers, they grab live, wriggling eels or dead fish, wrapping them around their penises to masturbate with. How fun. Uh, also says dolphins can be gay. Uh, studies show that many male dolphins engage in gay sex uh, acts when they are young, although oft-discussed blowhole sex seems to be a myth. As they approach adulthood and inevitably procreation, they transition to being bisexual. Uh, dolphin sex is kinky. Uh, dolphin sex takes place under daunting conditions. The marine mammals must uh, contend with the ocean's ever-moving currents, and when they do the deed to become pregnant, uh, there must be no seawater leak leakage into the female's uterus. Dolphins can sexually assault one another. Uh, although humans don't know exactly what's going on in dolphins' minds, one of their behaviors looks a lot like rape. It typically involves either a lone male dolphin or a group of five or six that gang up on a female, aggressively corralling her away using force like tail bashing, head butting, biting, and body slamming to restrain her. Oh, wow. These guys are cute as hell. I also have a uh, article here about a 10-year-old attacked by dolphins. Um, this is by uh, World Animal Protection. It says, uh, Tourism industry has painted dolphins as smiling playmates, but what dangers does the captive dolphin industry really pose to humans and animals? A 10-year-old British girl was attacked by captive dolphins while on Swimming with Dolphins experience sold by a travel giant TUI. Luckily, the girl survived, although she was left with several cuts, bruises, and bite marks. So this, this, I believe, happens more than you would think. Yeah, there's uh, actually a story I have real fast, and then we can get back to the actual King of the Hill instead of dolphin penises. But uh, <laughs> there was a article from a guy named Eric Vance. Welcome uh, to dolphin He worked junk. at Marine World, and he observed a lot of behavior of these dolphins, and they were four adolescent boys. Oh. And he said that uh, it was funny because, uh, well, I don't know if it's funny or not, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you think is funny. He says, but they were... <laughs> They, they were real interested in their penises kind of thing. Okay. So there was four of them, and they would all kind of just, like, play with each other's, like the dolphins would engage in, you know, sure. helping each other out kind of yeah. thing. And he said that one of the things that dolphins do in the wild sometimes is that these small little pods of males will help each other out mm. in this in this way. That's nice. And, and it's a way of bonding. That's sweet. And then they later help each other in cruising for chicks. So they <laughs> they jack each other off, and then according to you, yeah. which the story yeah. you just told, yeah. they then go later on when they get older and bigger, yeah. chase women down and beat them up. Yeah, it's, uh, they're dangerous. wonderful, wonderful creatures. Uh, it's just that's like dangerous. any other thing that we have. Uh, Dolphins made. are frat bros. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're they're just like any other animal though that we have Isn't that made a, so uh, cute. You know, just like yeah. a polar bear or something. They're vicious. Isn't that a Family Guy skit? I'm pretty sure Family Guy's probably done that before. If they have, and they probably have. <laughs> you know, probably off the top of my head, maybe I don't know. 
Dolphins are assholes. But Off the top of my head, maybe. Please I don't, don't know. eat them. Yeah, please eat dolphins. Please uh, don't eat dolphins. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was coming across on the other side. Uh, I think healthy debate is, is healthy. Uh, all right, so he tells him to uh, hang on to his fin. Again, uh, he is being uh, humped up against the windows while his family is out taking pictures with flamingos. We come back from the commercial break, and Hank is uh, just sopping wet still. And I put down that he is in almost a fetal position. Uh, he's sitting up instead of laying down, but, but yeah. he is, he's got his legs up under him, the whole thing. And he is wrapped in a towel, just dripping wet. Uh, the cameraman is standing there who filmed this entire thing, which I know I know Hank loves. He goes, uh, excuse me, is it safe to assume you won't be purchasing a videotape of your dolphin encounter? <laughs> and holds out this giant VHS tape to him. Uh, he goes, get out of here. You're in trouble. All of you, uh, that fish better have had its shots. <laughs> 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 and then out comes the uh, food and drink manager because that's the person who handles all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, Mr. Hill, I'm the food and recreation director here at LaGranta. <laughs> that thing attacked me. Yeah, that's, that's not what right. my knees paid for, that's is right. it? She goes, no. Uh, no. And then she looks at the cameraman and goes, is it? <laughs> like that would be a thing chum. that you, like yeah. that would be a thing you'd pay for. He goes, yeah, y'all use me for chum. That stupid fish could have drowned me. Yeah, the uh, trainer goes, Mr. Hill, there is no way on earth Duke would have let you drown. That dolphin loves you a lot. Hank says, uh, that's a damn funny way to show it. Uh, the food and recreation manager says, Mr. Hill, Duke has the same desires as we all do. With all of your uh, fondling, Duke became aroused and was attempted to become physically intimate damn, with you. Ima imagine just finding out you aroused a dolphin. <laughs> Hank goes, uh, Hank oh. of all people, too. You know, Hank just got a shudder. It's got to be oh a dilemma. Yeah, he's got to be going through it. Uh, the guy says, it's a compliment, really. Hank's like, Bleh. he just makes retching noises. I don't yeah. know that I've ever heard Hank make a retching noise. No, not yet. He's very, he's gagging it out. <laughs> he uh, and then uh, uh, Lou Ann says he's not going to get away with this. Give me that tape. I'm sending it to when animals attack. They'll uh, fly us out to Hollywood because it's going to win. Hank says, uh, Lou Ann, please, no one is going to see that tape. Uh, by the way, when animals attack, 1996 Fox uh, TV, it was yep. only on for one year. You're, uh, but it I was it was a big it, deal. Yeah, yeah uh, in syndication, it ran for about a decade. That they mm -hmm. would replay the hell out of it. It's one it. of the first uh, real like reality shows. Do you remember things, the you know, YouTube based kind of stuff? The cop videos they would have, not cops, but like. Uh, Oh, when they they had a bunch of when and whatever that attacks guy, and he things. would have no not, yeah like uh oh man what was it oh uh a uh, worst worst police videos or whatever oh, the okay. worst cop and it was always like the oh, guy he, it was the guy with white hair and he was always in like cop stuff standing uh -huh. beside a cop and just remember when driving don't drink or something <laughs> I don't know you know you know um, when I was teaching at uh, high school here in town. Uh, we had the opportunity to fix McGruff, the crime dog robot. Have I ever told you that story? Uh, oh, no. Uh, you might have. But yeah. Tell it again. Yeah, go ahead. Well, they used to bring the McGruff, the crime dog robot to us. And uh, my kids, because we worked on computers and stuff like that, they wanted us to fix this this crime dog. Um let me tell you, uh, if you ever saw McGruff the crime dog as the robot that comes out and talks to you, yeah. it is not that complicated. Uh, inside McGruff the crime robot, there is a cassette tape that plays what McGruff says and also plays the song Bad Boys, Bad Boys, What You Gonna Do? Okay, I figured it out. It was... Uh it was the world's wildest police videos. Mm. I, I'm John Bunnell. 
I don't know. You remember name. John Bennell? Mm-hmm. Come on, everybody remembers John Bennell. I remember Bunnell. his daughter. John Bennell. John Bennell Ramsey. That guy? Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hi, I'm John yeah. Bennell, yeah. former sheriff of was, Multnomah County, Oregon. Really? Yeah, that's the county huh. that he was in. He, well, he would say that because in the, uh, what it was is he was in like some early episodes of Cops and oh, then they okay. picked him up because they liked him in, gotcha. in the Fox. Yeah. You know, people saw yeah. him yeah. and they picked him up to host this world's wildest police uh, police videos. And I always remember the commentary. Hi, I'm John Vanell. So uh, he tells he tells Luann that nobody is going to see that tape. The food and drink manager says, now, Mr. Hill, let's move past the blame game. I don't care who led who on. Now, if you'll sign our waiver form, uh, Lou Ann says, Uncle Hank. Uh, and he uh, he continues and says, your family's brunch is free. Uh, that handsome bathrobe is yours, uh, along with a beautiful gift basket. And we'll throw in 25 La Grunta dollars. Yeah. And what's weird to me is that Hank agrees to it really quickly. He's just like, fine. Uh, well, I guess he just wants to get it over with. Probably, yeah. So the guy says, we'll go get the form. Uh, and then he says, Lou Ann, you and I have a secret that we must take to our graves. Uh, and then Luann says, are you threatening to kill me, Uncle Hank? And he finally says, of course not. But there is a big ass pause right in the middle of oh, that. They would, they would, I would literally, <laughs> if that would happen to me at La Grunta, and if I was Hank and I was signing a document, yeah. I would literally have to have a lifetime of... But just like I could walk into La Grunta and there's a room, yeah, yeah, especially yeah, sure. with my name. That the only thing that happens is it, it's yeah. cleaned, but it's yeah. my room, yeah. And I could keep whatever and be whatever. But like, no, they would. But oh. Luann picked up on the fact that Hank is like, you tell somebody, I'm gonna kick your ass. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's take, what she are you threatening to kill me, Hank? Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, but there's a big old pause, man. Big old pregnant pause. Well, he's just letting her know that uh, if the secret gets out, uh-huh. there's gonna be more than I'll one. I'll know who it is because it ain't gonna be me. Yeah. Uh, so we're back at the hill house uh we're at the breakfast table uh hank is uh is still in his robe now we see uh peggy's in a robe she's in slippers bobby's in a, a lagrunta dolphin shirt which he keeps on for the entire episode yeah he does uh peggy says you know they're right uh, lagrunta is the greatest uh they even have extra wide slippers for the full-footed woman at fullfootedwoman.com. <laughs> uh i'm sure that is an actual thing um, if it's not, it will be. Bobby is taking stuff out of the gift basket. They're both looking at all this crap. Uh, Peggy says, oh, Luann, honey, how could you afford all these things? Luann says, um, how could I afford not to? She goes, no, 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 Luann, uh, what I really meant was, and Hank says, I don't know how she could be so dang generous either. You didn't steal them, did you? You didn't, right? Uh, <laughs> and then he walks off. Uh, Peggy says, honey, did you try the capers with your fruit pies? Talking to Bobby. He goes, yeah, that was a real disappointment. I'd rather not talk about it. So I'm not know. sure why he would. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Pair the two. That's di- that sounds disappointing. Yeah, he thinks a lot of stuff. Uh, next thing we see is Hank uh, getting a fishing pole out of the closet because he just wants to go and do something else. Uh, and Luann comes up behind him in the hall and says, "We're doing great. They don't suspect a thing." He goes, "You see that? It's like it never happened." But uh, Luann. You can't mention it to me, even, or it's like uh, it did happen. You see? She yeah, goes, he's gotcha. got a teacher. He said, if we're not mm-hmm. going to talk about it, yeah. nobody. Then nobody, nobody yeah, talks nobody, about it. Nobody. Not right. you, not me. Yeah. That's right. End of conversation. So we are out on the lake with the boys fishing. Uh, we're in that boat that uh, hey, uh, we speaking were. Speaking of lake, did you see that in the news? To fish with? I don't know. It is what, not relevant lake? to anybody. Yeah, they're talking about creating a lake near. Uh, Waco Creek, which would be by the old Floyd Casey. So they're talking about having a lake. Huh. That seems like an odd place for a lake. But How right. would they do that when at this point, as of this recording, the lake is like 
just over 50% capacity. They're using water from some other, uh, from, from a different river that doesn't feed to that lake. I don't it's just think. from the hose, man. They just I turn the hose on for a week. It. Well, because there is a creek. We do have a creek that floods often, so they're going to just funnel all that flood water that floods into a lake. But Flood water that floods. Uh, all right, so we are out on the lake with the boys in the boat. Like I said, the same boat that uh, we were out feeding crack to fish with. Yeah, crack uh, fish. And uh, Dale is holding up a couple of beer bottles. And he goes, ooh, La Granta Microbrewery. Again, we get with the shut up, Dale. Uh, he goes, you can't even say, you can't say shut up. I haven't made fun of you going to the hotel yet. He goes, how long are you going to beat this into the ground? Hotel is history. I thought I could have a morning without hearing about the dolphin, but I guess not. So what's your damn dolphin joke? He goes, now you ruined it good uh then bill uh sees that hank uh hooks a fish he's starting to get it in he pulls it up and bill of course being bill says uh oh hank's got one i got hooksies uh and he gets the yeah, who in the hell i have I never know. been fishing with hooksies? grown men that say i got hooksies and <laughs> got pull hooksies. off the other fish for another grown yeah. man you don't well, touch another man's pole it is a uh, yeah uh or a dolphin's uh and you get uh you get bill taking the fish off we see that it's a big uh, it looks like a channel cat to me uh like a catfish uh and uh it comes off it falls into the into hank's lap starts flopping around hank has ptsd freaks out goes oh get it off and the uh, the fish finally flops back into the water after another pregnant pause bill goes it was an ugly fish i got a little scared too so trying to make Hank feel better, I guess. I guess so. Uh, we're back at the Hill House. This is at nighttime. Hank is sitting on the bed. Peggy is in the bathroom, and she is using a uh, one of those thermometers you stick in your ear to take her temperature. So okay. uh, she goes, uh, 98.8 degrees. Well, you can have it your way, Mr. Egg. We can wait just as long as you. We're not. You're not dealing with a couple of hormone-crazed teenagers here. Come on! Um, so they're still trying to have a baby? Because she is taking her temperature to see when she's ovulating. But this, does this ever get brought back up? It's mm. a weird thing, right? Yeah, this is kind of weird. They were probably written out of order. Yeah, maybe so. Because, I mean, anime, at this, especially in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe this, so. Uh, this, okay, so if you notice in this episode, okay, here you go. If you notice in this episode, uh, uh, Luann's hair's yeah. kind of short. Yeah. It's not full length like it is in a couple episodes. So this uh, episode, I'm going to bet that the production of this episode was before its air date, and it was one of those ones that was kind of switched around a little bit. Yeah. I wonder if there were problems. I wonder if there were problems with this story, like getting it approved or something that, that caused uh, it to be delayed. I don't you know. know. Well, no, nah, I, I wouldn't say that because there's, there's other episodes that we've watched. I remember we had a fan one time say hey your episodes are out of order telling us they're out of order mm -hmm. because they were mm -hmm. out of mm -hmm. order i remember on that yeah. the dvd yeah. the dvd had put them in the production order not the order that they released in right and the production order and the release like this, is different so yeah. so yeah so that's probably what happened with this it's probably that, that kind of a thing so here. it just it just kind of caught me off guard because i'm thinking well that doesn't really ever happen again and so uh, uh we hear a knock on the door and it is Bobby, and uh, Hank says, okay, uh, we're decent. Bobby comes in and says, uh, turn down service. Here's your hotel mints, and starts putting little mints, which I'm assuming came out of the basket, on yeah. the pillows. Uh, Bobby is still in this dolphin shirt that he's very, very proud of at this point. Uh, Peggy says, uh, bingo, it's time. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is the sexiest way to introduce yourself into a lovemaking position. 
Uh, she takes off her glasses, starts inching over to Hank. Uh, she pulls, uh, she, she gets up onto the bed and starts like inching over, right? And that's what makes the bed start to squeak. When it squeaks, it sounds like a dolphin. Whatever that sound is, right? Yeah. Uh, that makes Hank scream. He pulls the covers up over himself like he's just uh, frightened. Uh, Peggy immediately says, Hank, what's wrong with you? Uh, and then we hear another knock at the door, and it's Bobby outside, and he goes, are you guys going to eat those mints? Which is wonderful. Which is a good like one, that. yeah. I like it a lot. <laughs> Bobby will eat anything. So we're at the golf course now, uh, and uh, Luann is bringing the drinks to the same three golfers that she did before, so these guys are obviously there all the time. Uh, the guy is saying, uh, it was a good day for it, too. Hey, all right, drink girl. Hey, the drink girl gets to take my putt for me. She goes, oh, I don't know how. He goes, it's easy. And you can see where this is going. You know, he walks her over to take his putt, starts putting his arms around her, uh, gets behind her. He goes, here, I'll show you. Now relax the grip, keep your arms straight, uh, shoulders back. Now flex those knees, bend your waist. Hey, you have good form. Pats her on the butt while she's doing that. Luann is obviously very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. He's yeah. sexually assaulting her. He, yeah. he really is. And she goes, sorry, I got to go. He goes, wait, 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 the lesson's not over yet. I mean, we didn't pay for our drink. She goes, that's okay, and just squeals off in the golf cart. So she she obviously has been made to feel very uncomfortable by this touching that was unwarranted and uh, the quote-unquote golf lessons. Yeah. Uh, we're in the kitchen now. Uh, Luann is looking in the fridge, and Bobby comes in, and he goes, coming through. Just like I'm sure he's done a million times, right? Because if he wants to go to the fridge, ain't nothing getting in Bobby's way. Uh, and he kind of touches her at the same time. She goes, don't touch me. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, oh, that's okay. You didn't do anything. He goes, is something wrong? She says, oh, I shouldn't tell anyone. He goes, well, you didn't tell me. I figured it out. She says, oh, I guess. They have the most unique conversations, by the way, because they're both kind of idiots. Yeah, they're out of there. Um, <clears throat> they're both a little different. She goes, Bobby, some of the men on the golf course got fresh with me. He goes, hmm, do they use any swear words? Well, that doesn't count, Bobby. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, she goes, no, it was more physical. Uh, and then in comes Hank. He says, did you report him? She goes, well, no, then everyone would know. Besides, I shouldn't have taken the putt in the first place. That was unprofessional. He goes, Luann, that's crazy. She goes, well, you didn't tell anyone when you were. And he goes, Luann, please. She goes, you see, it's better just to put these things behind you. Uh, if you can make it work, so can I. He goes, well, wait a minute. And she starts leaving the room. She goes, sorry, can't talk about it. And then Bobby pops up with, well, now I'm not so sure I want to be a draw golf drink girl. Uh, now we uh, uh, are at the uh, next day. We're at breakfast. Bobby is still in the same damn dolphin shirt. So this is at least two days, maybe three, that he's been in this shirt. Uh, he is digging capers out of the jar, and he goes, Dad, uh, we're down to two jars of capers. Down to two jars of capers. Uh, that's, that's getting tragic. <laughs> Hank says, well, we can't get any more. He goes, what? What does that mean? How hard can it be? He goes, you don't want to know. Uh, Peggy says, what are you doing, Luann? Because yeah, Luann comes in, she's in a dumpy clothes that are obviously too big for her everything seems to be brown yeah uh she's got these glasses that keep falling down her face that are square she goes looking pretty in public is just asking for trouble so i borrowed some of your clothes the, my only issue with this is and i understand where luann's going with this right she's trying to cloak her body so that people yeah, yeah, won't yeah. Un, uh, touch her without her knowing but the glasses 
I'm assuming Peggy's prescription is a pretty good prescription. She, uh, Peggy probably, can't see yeah, real well. Yeah, she probably can't see shit. That's what I'm saying. So she's I, probably I just, looking like look like drunk goggles. So she, she's probably getting a headache. <laughs> if you wear someone else's glasses for too long, you'll get a headache for sure. You're not seeing right. You're Bobby, you're looking through fractured lenses that are supposed to be for someone else's eyes. Bobby pops up and he's still in the caper conversation. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's worried. Okay, about capers. so I'm just saying there's two jars. I'm going to get me through the weekend, and Hank just goes no. Uh, Peggy says, uh, uh, and this is after they both leave. Uh, she goes, all right, Hank, I'm nobody's fool. What exactly is going on? Uh, Hank gets up and closes the pocket door. Do you have a pocket door in your house? I don't know what a pocket door is. So a pocket door is a door that slides into the wall and then you slide it, uh, open to close. No, we don't have none of those. Yeah. I had one of those in our house when I was growing up. It, the door slides into the wall basically, and then you can slide it back out. Uh, but he slides close to the pocket door so nobody will listen. He goes, it was a dolphin. He uh, he attacked me. Uh, she goes, hmm, I see. He goes, no, no, it was more than that. Uh, remember the movie on Lifetime? You know what Gregory Harrison did to Valerie Bertinelli? She goes, oh, my God. Oh, I never. Well, actually, I've had a dog hump my leg. Oh, it doesn't feel good, does it? He says, no. Uh, he also says, I thought ignoring it would make it better, but it just made it worse for everyone. And, you know, I've never said this about anything, but it feels good to talk about it, which is yeah, a very that's good. a very that's funny a very, joke, yeah, that's for a very him, funny yeah. joke for him. By the way, let me uh, let me cover this uh, Gregory Harrison Valerie Bartonelli reference. Yeah, yeah, here. go ahead. Uh, the answer on IMDb says that it's the movie In a Child's Name, which came out in 1991. IMDb rating of 7.7 7 out of 10. Uh, it is classified as a biography drama thriller. Uh, it says it's a true story about a woman who fights her brother-in-law's parents for custody of her deceased sister's baby upon learning that her brother-in-law murdered her sister. So it sounds very much like a Lifetime movie to me. However, I could not find Gregory Harrison on the cast list. Um, but that seems to be the answer that everybody goes with for some reason. Now, Valerie Bartonelli, you know where, what she was on, right? You, you know the reference to Valerie Bartinelli? Uh, no, I don't, I don't so, know who that is. She was in a show called One Day at a Time, which was a Norman Lear show. Okay. Came out about the same time as you know Happy Days was popular and all that stuff. Uh, she was also married to Eddie Van Halen. Uh, so that that is her kind of claim to fame, those two things. Now, Gregory Harrison, um, the big thing he was known for was uh, he played Gonzo, which was a doctor on this show, Trapper John M.D., Trapper John M.D. was a spinoff of the show M.A.S.H. Uh, Trapper John was one of the characters. Trapper John was back in the U.S. He was an actual doctor working at this hospital. And Gregory Harrison played the goofy doctor that lived in an, e lived in an RV out in the hospital parking lot and worked close with uh, Trapper John. Now, Trapper John was played by Parnell Roberts, who uh, was on Bonanza. Oh, for a very wow, long Bonanza. Time. He was one of the kids yeah, from Bonanza. Yeah, I know Bonanza. Bonanza. Yeah. Uh, now, the one time I did see Valerie Bartonelli and Gregory Harrison together was uh, when they were on the show Battle of the Network Stars um, 7. This aired November 2nd of 1979 and teamed up Valerie Bartonelli, Gregory Harrison, Catherine Lee Scott, Alan Williams, Judy Norton Taylor, Ed Asner, uh, Jan Smithers, and Howard Hessman. Uh, this was on CBS. Do you know anything about Battle of the Network Stars? Uh, I don't know about that either, no. Okay. So Battle of the Network Stars started, I think, in like 78 or something. It was on TV. And what it, it, it listed as television stars and contestants of three major networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS, so before Fox, 
battle each other in a variety of games, including tug of war and obstacle course. Howard Cosell originally uh, hosted that. Didn't so, they make fun of that once on that '70s show? Yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, Battle of the Network Stars was cheap, cheap programming where you could put stars against each other, like doing tug of war or running an obstacle course or something like that. And it was it was fine. It was fine television programming at the time. Uh, you know, you'd have Mork on there, or you know, or whatever. Yeah, Mork and Mindy. Yeah, 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 you'd, yeah. you'd have people of the time. You know, from from network shows, from they network would shows. show up and they would try to beat each other at this obstacle course. Is all. Oh, it was. so it'd just be their characters from the show. No, 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 no. It'd be them as real people. Oh, them as real people. Yeah, okay. but it was. Um, it's been rebooted three or four times too. I think the last one was something like 2002 or something. I mean, it was. It's it's been. Try, they've tried it several times because. It's super cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to do a show like this. It doesn't so, take much, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot of resources, and plus you get names that are <clears throat> uh, out there. Uh, so he says, you know, it's that uh, it's like that time when Gregory Harrison, he did that thing to Valerie Bertinelli. That's when uh, Peggy says, oh, my God, I've had a dog hump my leg. Uh, <laughs> he says, well, you know, it feels good to talk about it. She goes, that's good, Hank. Come on, just let it all out. It is so horrible. I mean, that creature swimming at you with that hungry look, waving his, I mean, does he even have a, Hank says, it's a mammal, Peggy. She goes, oh, well, then of course he would. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He is a mammal uh, and would have mammalian organs, roughly in proportion to body size, I'm guessing. He goes, uh, that's enough talking about this for now. She goes, whatever feels best. This is <laughs> this is also disorienting. Yeah, It's hard not to mean, uh, not to, uh, I mean, did he know where to go? And he's just like, Peggy, she she just can't get enough of this dolphin trying to hump you talk. Yeah. She's, 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 she's fixated on it for sure. <laughs> so now Which we're... Is, I mean, it's a, that's a very unique experience it is crazy. to go through. Yeah, like, crazy. I feel bad for Hank. But again, sure. this is kind of more evidence of Peggy is, Peggy is a terrible person because what she's concerned with is what did its thing look like? Did it know where to put it? And, you know, how scary was it to see its thing? Yeah. Uh, so we're in the alley now with the guys and Hank is just unloading this information. He goes, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it starts with not lying about what happened. It's the dolphin who ought to be ashamed of himself. Giant pregnant pause. Mm-hmm. And then all the guys just bust out laughing. I yeah, mean, they're yeah, just, yeah, they're just, just laughing and laughing until Bill cycles into crying again. Uh, he says it happened to me. Same thing happened to me six years ago and four years ago. Holy shit, Bill. <laughs> Six years and four years ago. <laughs> Everybody says, what? He goes, oh, yeah, I saved up the 150, and I was going to live it up. I was going to live it up like the big boys swimming with the dolphins. It was going to turn my life around and give me my confidence back. And then and Hank says, well, wh- what did you do about it? He goes, those hotel guys bought me off with his T-shirt. The difference between what Hank got and what Bill had got out of these two experiences is breathtaking. Because Bill ended up with a wife beater T-shirt. That's all. <laughs> it's only he doesn't even say Lagrunta on it or anything. He's just got a wife beater, uh, and he goes, "It made me feel cheap and used, but it but but it breathes nice." Uh, Hank says, "All right, well, there's one thing I can do: quit drinking that hotel beer. I'm going to take it back." <laughs> yeah. He takes the beer from the guys, and then we get this montage of Hank picking up all the Lagrunta stuff. He's finally pissed off with them. He's going to take it back and give it back to them. He he, uh, takes the capers and the T-shirt right off of Bobby. Uh, He takes a very slobbery ball out of Lady Bird's mouth. Uh, And then we see him packing all this stuff up in the bedroom, and and Peggy is standing there. She's still got the damn robe on. Uh, She goes, good for you, Hank Hill. You throw those 30 pieces of silver right back at him. 
And then she kicks the slippers for the full-footed kicks lady right, right under the bed. Yep. He she goes, don't want them going anywhere. She <laughs> likes them bad boys. It's hard to get skis for her feet. He goes, uh, the slippers too, Peggy. She goes, oh, a pair of slippers isn't going to give you your dignity back. You were humped by a dolphin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he says, come on, Peggy. She finally reluctantly hands him her shoes. Uh, he drives to La Grunta, which seems like he's driving very fast. Uh, he's at the La Grunta Dolphin Pool, or a what? Dolphin, Dolphin Aquarium? Dolphin, oh, a Dolphinarium. Dolphinarium. Uh, and there's the trainer there, and he's like, yes, that's so true. You're so wise. He's playing basketball with Duke, right? He's yeah, just yeah, throwing yeah, a ball. Just throwing the ball. Duke yeah, go, knocks him into the it, thing. Yeah. He, uh, Hank, Hank walks up and throws all the crap down and goes, there, take it all back. I don't want your payoff. He dumps all the stuff on the ground. He goes, what do you want? Money? Publicity? I want to see that no one has to go through what I went through except for a female dolphin. That's a good joke. That is a uh, good joke. Yeah. <laughs> the trainer says, you signed the agreement. Our lawyers will do what it takes to protect the good name of La Grunta. Uh, and then Hank kind of storms off. The trainer is back. Uh, he looks at Duke, and there's something weird going on between the trainer and Duke. He goes, why must you speak through other guys like him? Why is it never me? And then the ball hits him right in the face because Duke just goes, Yikes. dunk. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. That's a ball in his face. Uh, Hank storms out, and uh, he hears uh, the golfers uh, trying to manhandle Luann again. Uh, and the guy says, here you go, darling. Uh, hey, hey, what's this? Who are you? Parking guy? I'm not. Uh, so Hank hears it. And he storms over to where they are playing golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy says, hey, hey, who's this? Who are you, the parking guy? Okay, I'm not handicapped. Okay, well, we're building a lot of evidence about this guy being a uh, douchebag. Yeah, he seems like a little turd. Luann is still in those dumpy Peggy clothes. Um, he, uh, he has heard her being mistreated. Uh, he sees the guy pat her on the butt. And then you just see Hank's fist ball up. He storms over there. He, uh, he, he looks at the guys, um, and uh, he storms over, grabs that golfer by the seat of his pants and by his collar. Uh, and throws him in the pool. He then takes him and throws him, in him the, into uh, the damn pool. The Duke dicking down pool. Yep. And the other golfers just get in their cart and speed away. Luann says, go ahead, run, because I'm through running away from you. From now on, I'm going to dress any way I want, and you're just going to have to deal with it. While she's saying this, she's taking her clothes off in yeah. the middle of the in the golf course, and then the other golf cl golfers are back there just going, "Yes, all right, great." All right, but they're yeah. applauding the fact that she's taking Take her, her clothes, clothes off. off. Yeah, 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 they don't care what it's she really has to say. Pretty yeah. crappy, unfortunately. Hank throws the guy in the pool. He goes, "You think you can touch anyone, uh, anywhere, anywhere you want? That's okay, because no one says it's not." And then he goes, he throws him in the pool. The guys, guys, like, "Ah, okay, you throw me in the pool. Good job. I don't care. I was going for a swim anyway." Uh, here, uh, uh, yeah, you hear the squeaking. Uh, he goes, you know, a lot of people pay a lot of money to swim in here. So you gave it to me for free. Uh, Hank gives Duke a fish. Duke rub, rolls over. Hank rubs him on the belly till he's pink. Uh, and then the guy, and then he takes off for the guy. Uh, the guy's like, hey, I owe you, I owe you one. Maybe I'll buy you a beer. Hey, hey what do you, what, hey, 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 hey. And then you, you don't see it. But you hear the commotion of this guy. He's fixing to be humped by a dolphin. Yep. See how he up. likes it. <laughs> yeah. it Not a fan. Now, I, I need to ask y'all a question. Did Please Hank, don't. Did, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did, did Hank do the right thing here? Uh, to teach that guy a lesson about sexual harassment? Yeah. Yeah, he, he did. Okay. Uh, yes. You know, tit, <laughs> Easily. Uh, uh, tit for tat, eye for an eye. Yeah. Uh, 
Because you know Luan's comes in your eye. Not, sorry, I mean, rhyme goes. Over your, yeah, talk, uh, no, you're good. But uh, but the dolphin. Yeah, I mean the dolphin then abusing him. I mean in, in, in a much worse <laughs> way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And probably more psychologically damaging, I, I would imagine, than than. Uh, I would think so. Uh, maybe I don't know. I'm not trying to. Uh, I, I don't want to make any kind of comparison. You're not trying to fish like yeah. But also, because yeah. um, you know Luan's not the first woman he's done that to. Oh no, he's that's probably true. does it all the that's time. True. Also, I just because it's done. Because it was done to an actual like member, now they'll actually probably get rid of him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm in full agreement. I don't, I don't think it was wrong at all. I think he was, uh, it was justified, uh, not only just uh, in, in a small bit. I think it was largely justified. Okay. I, I, I agree that it's justified. I just don't know that it's the right thing to do to throw a man in a pool so that he'll be raped by a dolphin. Uh, to show him what it feels like to sexually harass a woman. I mean, the right Can't thing to do, probably not. But, <laughs> Say I it mean, again. Is it right? Probably not, but I, I don't care. <laughs> but is well, it right? Well, right and just are two different things, right? You know, uh, so it is just, I is think. Is it right? I don't know about right. If the animal can't ask you yes or no, is it right? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, I believe it is. Because if yeah. the inverse, if the animal can't say no or yes, it right. still it's, is. You're raping a dolphin. I got you. Yeah, you, I don't, got you. you don't want that either. All right, but, now that we've said the R word uh, three or four times. But the let's, inverse let's, uh, is the dolphin exploiting this man, right? Yeah, it's still it's still the R word. It's still not good. Yeah, it's still not good. So uh, the guy obviously gets uh, humped by by the dolphin. And uh, the funniest thing to me about that whole scene is there's a kid there just taking pictures of it the whole time, (laughs) like a little kid. Uh, so the next thing we see is we've got a big crane truck. It's crazy what passes the censorships of the TVs. The kid <laughs> is right. taking the pictures that's of right. this, and what yeah. that implies is yeah. it's crazy yeah. that 90s TV let this yeah. fly. That kid's a serial killer. Right that minute, that's his uh, That's his inception as a serial killer. Uh, so um, Gears of therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next thing we see is they've got a big crane truck, and they're lifting Duke out of the water. They're taking it back to the sea. Yeah. Which is the way it ought to be anyway. Uh, Especially after finding out what we just found out about <laughs> dolphins living in confined spaces. So the trainer is on a microphone. He goes, let's all wish Duke good luck as he begins his return to the ocean. Goodbye, Duke. You know, I mean, he is, he's torn up. Not this to dude get is back torn to where up. it's dark, but I'm going to just briefly, uh, just briefly make it, say this real quick. I wonder what, uh, I wonder what the ratio is of animals that uh, do things like that. Uh and I wonder what what like level of intelligence animals that commit suicide have. Yeah. Like, do the dumb animals do it as well, or is I, it only? Oh, is it only I observed in the, the hyper intelligent yeah. animals? Yeah. That that would be that would be a question. I think it's got to be the smarter ones because otherwise, doesn't that um, kind of suggest that they contemplate their existence? You know, I mean, if they're willing to kill themselves over the fact that they don't think they're ever going to get out of this tub, or whatever they're in. You know, they, I mean, they're contemplating life, right? Yeah, but, uh, well, I mean, that that's a whole other conversation <clears throat> about the sentience of an animal, how sentient they are of their reality mm. that they live in. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's not something that we can quantify or measure due to the lack of communication between mm-hmm. speed, like the lack, the lack of inner, the lack of interspecies communication doesn't allow us to know whether they're thinking about the reality yeah. they live in or not. With all these UFO sightings, maybe we should ask the aliens what the dolphins are thinking. Well, now. you know, we just moving around uh, in the in the nineteen seventies, the there was a uh, a research where they. 
were researching dolphins, but mm. they wanted to try to talk to aliens. Mm, that's what you told me. And yeah. Margaret ended up jacking that dolphin <laughs> off for most of his teenage years. Well, zero. I mean, hey, look, 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 Mike. Maybe that's all the aliens are looking for. usable research <laughs> is what they said they got from that entire project. Hey. Nothing came from that well, except for Peter. Well, something came from it, yeah. <laughs> except yeah, yeah, for yeah, Peter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Poor Peter. Rest so. in peace to my boy Peter. I'm going to get a dolphin tattooed on me. It's going to so, say, rest in peace, Peter. R.I.P. Peter. <laughs> It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Uh, Poor Peter, man. So everybody's all broken up about, about the fact that Duke is, is leaving, uh, including Bobby. Goodbye, Duke. Then he turns to his mom. I love you. Mom, can I have a T-shirt? And so they go off to buy a T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, Hank and Luann and Bo- Peggy and Bobby were all watching this as it happened. Uh, again, Peggy and Bobby go off to buy a T-shirt. Uh, Luann and Hank are left there. Luann says, thank you, Uncle Hank. He goes, you're welcome, Luann. And then she says, uh, can I send the video to When Animals Attack now? I don't think so. She goes, we could split the money. He goes, that's not necessary. She goes, I can have it all. He goes, Luann, give me the tape. She goes, I already sent it in. I thought you'd say yes. Wow. And that's it. We go to credits. That's good. That's funny. So at some point, there may be a loose episode of When Animals Attack out there in the Hill universe that shows Hank Hill getting molested by a dolphin. Yeah, somewhere. So we get our credits, and then after credits, we just hear Hank say, I never get brunch. I never get brunch. And that is it, gentlemen. And that's it. It yeah, is over. One. Yeah, yeah it was a, a good episode. one. I think that was probably a pretty long one, so uh, I apologize to you guys. But uh, A funny uh, AI-generated one-liner from Hank. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with you, but I bet it's hard to pronounce. <laughs> that is pretty <laughs> that's good. That's a good yeah, one. I like, that. Yeah. I like that. All right, tell them one more time where they can find us if they desire uh, to do if so. If you desire to find us, you can find us at Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. Zero also dolphin content zero at that dolphins, site. Yeah. Zero dolphins. Yeah. Uh, also, there you can find our YouTube. You can find uh, our Spotify stuff. We still got it. We still haven't gotten to that. We'll get to that soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so go check us out everywhere. Check uh, interact with us on social media. Uh, I still need some people to DM me so we can get you some stickers. So if uh, you haven't DM me yet and you want some stickers, hurry up and get on that list. Uh, it's a it's a list that's filling up and. Uh, I need your name on there to put on there so it will fill up. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. get on there. Uh, you can also email me at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H at gmail.com. Gmail. I tell you what, if you need a lesson on how to talk to a I'll lady, tell you what. just watch the way I talk to my lawnmower. <laughs> that's another, <laughs> another one-liner. One? Yeah. yeah, that's good, yeah. right? That's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hey, uh, also, we have a, a ton of new shows starting, uh, one of which will uh, star um, uh, producer Mason talking about books uh that uh hopefully he's read uh and then um uh so please be on the lookout for that i don't mason have, have we finalized the name yeah bibliophobia bibliophobia what a great name right oh, that's good yeah, I like fear it. of books yeah I like yeah it. i love it all right so you guys keep an eye out for that please or an ear out for it if you can uh, I think it's going to be good. Uh, he's going to have some different folks on there. Right now, it's you and Allison talking books, right? Yeah, me and Allison and a friend yeah. from work, yeah. Oh, good. Very nice. Very nice. So, a friend from the TV station? The place I work, yes. <laughs> well, you also work here, so I didn't know if, it, yeah. if you were just, it was a veiled uh, attempt to include me. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want right. to know where I work, Mike. <laughs> so, uh, no, 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 no. I just meant that you work in TV. I'm not trying to tell them where you work. Uh, so, we uh, uh, also, we have a ton of other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. 
uh, please check us out there. Anything else you want to add, uh, Rusty, before we uh, get the hell out of here like that dolphin? Uh, mm, that's no. it? No, that's it. All right. Yeah, that's it. We uh, matanye. We to you is. guys as well, and thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.